I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is James Hamblin. He's a doctor, lecturer at the Yale School of Public Health, and staff writer for The Atlantic. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you so much for having me. What inspired you to write this book, Clean? Because all I could think of is how much antibacterial soap and disinfectant we're all inundated with. Yeah. Well, you know, I wrote it, I started in 2015, and I finished it just before the pandemic hit. So it was not inspired by the pandemic, but right. it was inspired by this emerging science of, of microbes on our skin. And an understanding that we actually are covered in trillions of microbes all the time, just like in our guts. A lot of people are familiar with the gut microbiome. We have a skin microbiome too, and, and we're never without them. Um, so uh, I wanted to try to understand, you know, what, what, what's really efficient? What are we really trying to do when we clean ourselves? And is it good that we're doing as much as many, uh, as many people are uh, to, to, you know, in terms of showering and bathing and using lots of products? Sure. What effect is that having on these microbes? James, I have heard that, you know, all of the, this hand sanitizer is not good for us. Is that true? Um, no, I don't believe it is. Um, uh, hand sanitizer, hand hygiene, hand washing seems to be one of the clear targeted interventions that is, um, is really important for stopping the virus. Right. Now, um, part of the reason I think people believe that is this hygiene hypothesis, which I, I also get into in the book. And it's not an invalid idea. You know, you need exposures to microbes, to a diverse array to help form your immune system, especially in youth. Um, it's similar to social, how we develop socially. You need to be exposed to people, uh, a diverse array of people in order to become a well-rounded person. Um, and, and that's something we're balancing right now. You know, we don't want kids, uh, especially, to have to not, you know, to not socialize and, and meet people. Yes. Um, but we also want to be careful about the virus. And it's the same thing. We want to, we want to expose ourselves to good microbes and to nature and other people, but we, we also need to be real careful about the dangerous pathogens out there. Right. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I, I put this on my show blog, by the way, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, uh, that you uh, wrote an article. You're likely to get the coronavirus, and it went viral in late February. Could you tell me about that? Oh, that was an odd time. Um, I'd started covering the, the virus in early January, and just was seeing these patterns and people's projections of in the way it was spreading and seemed pretty clear it was going to come to the U.S. and going to come everywhere and, and spread real widely um, because it had this effect of being able to be transmitted, but, uh, you know, and able to cause mild disease and be transmitted by people who are barely sick and also to, to kill people, which is this sort of disease X scenario. We'd been pretty, we knew it was going to happen eventually, but um, uh, you know, this seemed to fit that pattern. And so I published that story and it was in a time when I was accused of fear mongering and, uh, and here and we are. And, uh, then it, it, yeah. Well, I, I don't know, mean I to laugh. That but I didn't model, make the models. I just reported on them, but it turned out to be right. And then, uh, you know, I, sure. I don't think it was too scary. If anything, probably didn't set the stakes high enough. So walk us through how you wrote this book. I know you talked to a lot of dermatologists, microbiologists, allergists, et cetera, et cetera. 
how did this book all to come together? I worked on it over a course of years and I um, tried to understand, you know, the new science of the skin microbiome and what we could actually say about that. You know, what were these microbes doing? Why were they there? And what can we do about this? And then how does that change our ideas of cleanliness? And then I also wanted to trace back how our ideas formed in the first place. I mean, why did I, I'd never really interrogated the fact that uh, showering was part of a sort of healthy lifestyle um, and that soap was a health product or a hygiene product, um, including body soaps and shampoos. Um, and uh, they're just so ubiquitous and they're in all the pharmacies and there's two aisles of everything. And I just took it for granted that that was all not, not just um, okay, but necessary and, and healthy and good. And I, I wanted to understand where that came from. And that led me very deeply into the history of the industry and, uh, and all the way back into sort of ideas about religious um, purity and, um, how we come to judge people as clean or unclean. Got it. Now, how do you look at currently where we are in skincare? I mean, what do, what are your hopes for this book? Um, I I don't want to change anyone. Um, but I, I and I know that ideas about skin and, and skincare are often deeply held, often almost quasi-religious. Um, people have very strong feelings and beliefs about their regimens and what works and what doesn't. And part of that might be explained, I, I posit, um, by the wide diversity of microbiomes. You know, something might work for you that doesn't work for me and vice versa. And so um, we all have our unique experiences and it's important to embrace our uniqueness here. And I think the microbes help us understand that. And they also help us, um, you know, clarify that if you wanted to, there's probably room to experiment with doing a lot less and still be being very, very healthy and uh, uh, saving some water and some money and some time and some plastic bottles. But uh, it really has to be up to the individual. Uh, which makes me segue to my next uh, question. So you actually experimented with giving up showers entirely? I did. This How'd that go? People out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, it it doesn't go well if you quit cold turkey, but when you you, you can gradually ease yourself off of these things, and um, it, it's fine. Uh, you don't smell like a, a a wild fir tree or whatever men's men are supposed to smell like. Okay. Um, my body wash, you know, you uh, but you also don't smell like body odor um you sort of reach uh, an equilibrium eventually is the idea okay um where you have a normal human scent and if you look through most of human history we were uh you know we didn't have access to soaps and to indoor plumbing and all the accoutrements that we have today and we also didn't all smell terrible all the time um so it's certainly capable the, the, the human body has the capacity to be presentable with very minimalist routines I have to say, over the years, I've had my share of acne and eczema and dry skin um, from probably using products, well, not probably, from definitely using products that didn't suit me well with the ingredients that I discovered were then I was allergic to. Yeah. And I, I profile several people in, in the book who uh, have had similar, similar issues, but, um, and then often 
the response is to try to add another product to I counteract know. what uh, that and there's a sort of escalating cycle yes and then um so you know one of the dermatologists I, I speak with in the book suggests this sort of product cleanse and um and i think that that's a very reasonable thing for people who find themselves in a situation like that and you know they're just have tons and tons of products and still it seems like nothing's working there's always a new issue and the skin is really unpredictable um you know people with really minimalist regimens um you just tend to fluctuate less yeah you might not have that dewy perfect glowy look uh that you might have after a really awesome skincare routine but you have a lot more predictability you're definitely sort of in a steady state constantly instead of swinging between being broken out and looking right you know like you stepped out of a magazine you know that um expression why fix what isn't broken i mean i am approached a lot like want to try this product i'm selling or want to try this and you know i won't venture off the path of what works for me because i have to use very specific stuff because again back to the eczema and very sensitive skin um it took me a long time to figure out you know less is more it absolutely can be. And, and that was something I just kept hearing from people um, who, who've dealt with skin conditions who um, <laughs> uh, almost never, actually, I don't think ever did I speak to someone who said I kept adding things and I kept adding things and now I use 20 different products and everything is completely under control. But I spoke to many people who said they they cut back radically and, you know, Nothing is perfect, but it, but they, they they became a lot more predictable and a lot a lot uh, things were just a lot calmer. Before we wrap up, do you want to just share some effective ways to prevent um, getting the coronavirus? Maybe some recent science or news around this. Sure, I, you know I wish I had some new tips because they they can get boring, but we can't get complacent about things. The hand washing, including hand sanitizer. Um, distance being outdoors is important, but it's an additive effect. It doesn't mean that you can start uh, breaking the other uh, rules, but I would do everything outdoors that I can. Um, and I, I would, as soon as we have a, enough of a supply, you know, recommend that people have medical grade surgical masks, not N95s, but, but surgical masks that will be more comfortable and breathable uh, and effective than a lot of the homemade things that people are wearing. Um, uh, and I, uh, you know, just urge everyone to kind of help friends and family make sure that everyone's on the same page about how big of a deal this is and what we need to do. I think there's a lot of, you know, some bickering in the national discourse and some politicization of things. And it's hard to speak to the whole nation or to your whole Facebook feed, but, uh, people have you have probably have no people in your life who could uh, use some touching up on the basics and those are the people who might actually change their ways because they know and trust you definitely where can people find out more about you and your book well um the book is called clean and i am in the book so maybe that's the best place to find out about me if you want to know more <laughs> and i think it's at all the all the major major booksellers um locally is always ideal if people have local local bookstores fantastic uh, i've been speaking with dr james hamblin you are a doctor lecturer at yale school of public health and staff writer for the atlantic 
Again, your book is Clean, The New Science of Skin. I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure.